everybody, Paul here. Episode 100 of the Yesterday and Today podcast is coming up soon, so we are putting out the call to all of our listeners to submit your favorite Beatle memories, be they concerts, records, memories of you and your family enjoying Beatle music, whatever it might be. All you have to do is record yourself telling us a short message about your favorite Beatle memory and send it to yesterdayandtodaypodcast at gmail.com and we'll run it on the show in our special episode 100 coming up. That's all you have to do. Again, record yourself saying your favorite Beatle memory and send it to yesterdayandtodaypodcast at gmail.com and we'll run it in our special episode 100 coming up soon on the Yesterday and Today podcast. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you soon. Back to the show. The Yesterday and Today podcast is a fan-made, not-for-profit, just-for-fun compilation of chronological source materials as they pertain to the Beatles. The show is in no way affiliated with Apple Corps, nor any organization connected to John, Paul, George, or Ringo in any way, though we do consider ourselves premier members of the Bungalow Bill fan club. So kick back, turn off your mind, relax, and download the stream. We hope you will enjoy the show. Yesterday and Today, 1975. Part 7. You Gave Me the Answer. In this episode, we will cover May 19th through July 16th. On May 21st in America, the ABC television network airs the program David Frost Salutes the Beatles. The television special centers around the Beatles' history timeline from 1962 through the current day, with exclusive interviews with George Martin, Derek Taylor, Peter Brown, and Mal Evans. When you talk about the way in which the Beatles were very good to other people and so on, how many people took them? I don't know, the fingers are... <laughs> a lot of people, I think, yeah. A lot of people came. Well, I think, um, you see, a lot of people have what I call short-term heads, you know. They think, well, we get as much out of them as we can now because in six months' time, the group isn't going to be here. So they make a quick killing or whatever. You know? I don't know, six months' time, a year's time, the group's still there, so somebody else takes over, you know. So I think a lot of people have come and gone over the years and made money out of them.
this is this thing, and, you know, didn't quite sure what was going to happen. Uh, one example that really pleased me was when Apple was starting to get together, and we all had a meeting, sitting on the, the board, you know, and uh, Paul said to me, what are you doing now? I said, well, not much of the world, you're not working. He said, right, you're going to be president of Apple, Apple Records. So I was president of Apple Records. Real at that moment, you know. And 
On May 23rd in America, Capitol Records released a new Wings single titled Listen to What the Man Said. Here Paul talks about the recording of the track. A funny story about recording that one because um, it was one of the songs we'd gone in with quite high hopes, you know. Whenever I played it on the piano, people say, oh yeah, I like that one, you know. So I thought, well, this, this would probably be a good one. Um, when we first did the backing track, everyone thought, oh no, we really didn't get that together at all, you know. But we still, we let it stand and then uh, we put a couple more things on it. Dave Mason dropped in and we did a little bit of overdubbing on it on guitars one evening. And then uh, the thing was, oh, what do we do for the solo? Oh, well, it'd be great to get someone in on sort of a great lyrical solo, a great kind of technical musician, you know, good ad lib, that kind of thing. So. Uh, Someone just said, well, Tom Scott kind of lives very near here. This was in L.A. I said, oh, yeah, that's it. Go on, give him a ring, just see if he might turn up. So he turned up within half an hour. There he was with his sax. He walked into the studio, he sat down, he was playing through, and the engineer was recording it. And just his first little um, notes that he was just playing through casually to it, we kept them all, and... Uh, he came in, I said, I think that's it. And he said, did you record that? I said, yeah, you know, listen to it back. And he, no one could believe it. So he sort of went out there and tried a few more, you know, but they just weren't as good. And it had, had all the feel was on this early take, the first take, in fact. So uh, he sat around for about two hours. I mean, we couldn't, you know, instead of, there wasn't a session anymore, we'd finished the thing. So we just sat around and chatting. Don't 
This was McCartney's first record to not bear the Apple logo. Although the Beatles' Apple Records contract was due to expire next year, Paul was able to negotiate a new contract ahead of schedule. Paul found that by dropping his full name in the group banner and simply calling the band Wings gave him the freedom to negotiate. A lucrative deal was made with Capital EMI Records. This was the first release to also include the MPL logo on the label. The B-side was the track Love and Song, also taken from the upcoming Wings LP, Venus and Mars. Love and song, 
loving song I can see the places that we used to go to now Happiness in the homeland On May 27th in America, and on May 30th in the UK, Wings release a new album called Venus and Mars. The Venus and Mars album by Paul McCartney and Wings is on Capitol Records and Tapes. Venus and Mars, The album opens up with the title track, Venus and Mars Are All Right Tonight. Paul McCartney. Um, I wrote it, you know, totally imaginary song about someone there. And uh, the words then just say, you know, Venus and Mars are all right tonight. And I just bung the line in, you know, just like I, I do with a lot of lines. I just thought, well, there's a fella, here he is, nice opening to an album. He's sitting in the stand of a sports arena, waiting for the show to begin. So you got this feel going. He says, a good friend of mine follows the stars, Venus and Mars are all right tonight. That's kind of just someone astrological said, you know, it's going to be a good night tonight. Venus and Mars are all right tonight. And it sort of sums up everything of all this kind of, you know, your, your star is in the ascendant tonight, or that whole attitude. And um, so I just bunged it in. That goes right into Rock Show on the first side of the album. It just uh, drips right in there. Yeah. And uh, in the song Rock Show, you mentioned some of the famous venues in rock and roll. It perhaps gives the impression that you'd kind of like to play some of them again. Oh, yeah. Definitely, yeah. I start off, you know, the sort of idea, and I think, right, Rock Show, boom, boom. 
If There's a Rock Show and then Concert Gabot came in my mind because that's one of the places you play in Amsterdam I think is called the Concert Gabot or we something, you know. There. We played there, yeah. So I sort of rhymed Rock Show with the Concert Gabot being like an English pronunciation of Concert Gabot. And then Longer, well where else, Madison Square, and then Rock and Roll, or what rhymes with that, Hollywood Bowl, you know. It's just, I mean, often these things that turn out to be great little things afterwards, you know, it's, wow, that's handy, that, that fits in nice, and this is a, they're often just, you know, you're just searching for a rhyme.
city And the ring at the end of my nose Makes me look rather pretty It's a pity there's nobody here To witness the end Say for my dear old friend And confidant Mademoiselle Kitty felt unsure of this new LP after his highly successful Band on the Run record.
You gave me the answer is a nice little departure from uh, your normal rock song. It, it bears, in, in my mind anyway, some resemblance to some of the English music hall type influences. When I started listening to music, I, I must have just been a, a kid and the radio was on, you know. Well, in 1942, the kind of music that was on or the kind of music they were harking back to was sort of Fred Astaire and uh, Billy Cotton band show all that kind of old style of music, you know. So uh, I was brought up in a lot of that. And I like a lot of the old changes, you know, the way the certain chords they use and the certain types of lyrics. And like Cole Porter, you know, his type of lyrics. It's very clever stuff and it's it works, it's lovely, it leaves you with a good feeling and stuff. So I've always liked all that kind of thing. You know, I like the Fred Astaire films that they show now. You know, I really still just think, Great, you know, boy, can he dance? And boy, you know, can they arrange tunes? And because they really, they're really doing exactly what we're doing now. Only some of the time they were much better at it. You know, for instance, I mean, you, you know, the choreographing of some of the big numbers, and, and you just won't see that these days. Because and we all know the money they had and everything. But still, the class kind of is there for someone like myself to look back on and think, wow, yeah, that's a, that's a great idea. And, so uh, you gave me the answer is towards that. You see, I think also what be, I, I like to kind of think, now what do I really like? Okay, I know it's a sort of rock and roll album and stuff, but there's other things that I like that aren't necessarily just rock and roll. So on this LP, I thought, well, I'd like to get a bit of that in. And so, you know, uh, you gave me the answer, it's kind of real fruity and it's just me imagining the... Uh, tie and tails thing and really going back to sort of my impression of the Fred Astaire era and you know you gave me the answer to love it all this kind of thing you know because I remember once I was up in Liverpool and I was just mucking around with this kind of thing you know if you play a guitar you sort of you do impressions you know what I mean sometimes someone will do my impression of Elvis or and now I'd like to give you you know they don't just always sing in their own voice and I do that a bit and, uh, I was, uh, and I was singing just something like an old tune or something. And my Auntie Mill was, uh, Auntie Millie was in the room. And she said, oh, she said, that's great, you know. And she was appreciating it not as kind of a throwback to the old days, but as, you know, that's how music was. You know, that was the genuine thing. guitarist Danny Lane. When you rock, as you say, I mean, rocking is basically, you know, getting it in the pocket, you know. When you get that, there's no feeling like in, in the world. There's no feeling like it. You just, yeah, that's the one. You don't have to question it, you see. 
McCartney told Rolling Stone's editor that some of the tunes were inspired by his recent comic book and science fiction readings. people like I really think I can dance or you know you get that stuff when you go down the disco or somewhere I'm like I'm a dancing fool
Side 2 of the LP opens with Venus and Mars reprise. The words then just say, you know, Venus and Mars are alright tonight. And I just bung the line in, you know, just like I, I do with a lot of lines. And only afterwards did I hear that, uh, I, for instance, I didn't even know they were our neighboring planets. I knew sort of vaguely they were gods, but, you know, mythical gods, but that hadn't occurred to me. I just thought of them as just name any two planets. Right, one of the first that come to my world, I thought Jupiter, no, that doesn't fit. You know, Saturn, no, and Venus and Mars, oh, that fits, great. And just put those in. It's funny, actually, at our LA party for it, someone came up and said, hello, Venus, hello, Mars. I thought, oh, my God, no, you know. So it never even occurred to me. Standing in the hall of the great cathedral Waiting for the transport to come Starship 21789 A good friend of mine Studies the stars Venus and Mars are all right guitarist Danny Lane. It's just the pool was very prolific and very like full of you know ideas and stuff. Spirits of Ancient Egypt he wrote for me because he wanted me to have more of a vibe. You're my baby and I love you. You can take a pound of love and cook it in the stew. And when you finish doing Cause you're my baby And I love you I'm your baby I'm your baby, you love me. 
which one of you goes under the cover name of Jim McCulloch then? The cover name, that's me. Vogue to see. When do you use that cover name? Why? Oh, when? Oh, when? For our records. When do you use it? On record and uh, this and that. The laws are. But not otherwise, I'm Joe English. Uh, one of the numbers were written with you together with the Colin Allen. That's right. X Focus now. Absolutely. Yeah. X Stone the Crows before that. Yeah, I know. But uh, you've written several songs together with Colin, haven't you? Sure. Is it the only one you work together with when you work? With no, songs? we did Medicine Jar off Venus and Mars. We wrote, co-wrote that together. But he said, is he the only one you work with? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Red. 
The, the thing about Jimmy was, he was a great little guitar player and he was also a character. He was a pro, he was a good pro player. You never heard a bum note out of Jimmy. He was, like, he was always there, you know. He wasn't really a, you know, a druggie. He was a little Scottish guy, but he wasn't like a big, strong, strapping guy. He couldn't take his booze and all that. I mean, he wasn't like, you know, heavily into anything.
One of the stronger tracks on the record was released as a single. A McCartney-style skip-along titled, Listen to What the Man Said. You have that strange little uh, voice introduction. Who's that? That's me uh, doing an impression of when we... That, that's what I put that on the beginning of the vocal track, which I did down in New Orleans. And that's me. Hey, hey, all right, man. Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, really nice to have you back in New Orleans, man. Hey, okay. You know, that's... Because that's kind of how Leo uh, no can tell it. He's the guitarist for the Mises, and he's, uh, he's got a kind of new, real New Orleans voice. He talk like that, you know, and uh, Dr. John talk a bit like that, too. You know, it's a very New Orleans uh, voice. You know, New Orleans. New Orleans. They pronounce it different. You know? So that was me doing that impression. All right, okay. <laughs> very good to see you down in New Orleans, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs>
McCartney says he has to both write and record his songs outside of England because he's in the 98% tax bracket there. Consequently, Venus and Mars was basically recorded in New Orleans, with the final touches added in Los Angeles. The Wings album, Venus and Mars. That's basically it. Venus and Mars went to number one in the UK and US, helped in part by a staggering one and one half million worldwide advance orders. It was the first album released after the announcement of McCartney's new multi-million dollar deal with Capital EMI. Wings achieved a number one single as well as album when Listen to What the Man Said went to the top in America. Around this time in May, At Abbey Road Studios in London, Paul McCartney recorded the track Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reggae. On this session, Paul played bass and rhythm guitar, keyboard and drums. He also brought in musician Jack Fallon to play violin. Jack was the violinist during the Beatles' 1968 sessions for Don't Pass Me By. June 2nd in America, Apple Records released the Lennon penned and slightly retitled and ending altered It's All Down to Goodnight Vienna by Ringo Starr. It's the third single drawn from Ringo's Goodnight Vienna album. One and two and a one, two, three, four. Baby to a party last night. Uh-huh. She was so beautiful. 
folks, the band will be back in 15 minutes. Just a short break and they'll be back on stage ready to do it to you one more time. The B-side is the track Ooh Wee, taken from Ringo's Goodnight Vienna LP. The single peaked at number 31 in the Billboard Hot 100 chart. On Monday, June 16th, in a New York federal court, attorney Leon Wilds, on behalf of John Lennon, filed suit against the following. The Justice Department, former Attorney General John Mitchell, his successor Richard Kleindienst, and a number of officials of the Immigration and Naturalization Service, alleging that they had selectively prosecuted and prejudged John Lennon and that the deportation proceedings against him had been initiated for political rather than immigration reasons. On June 18th, the New York Post reported that, according to the British news publications The News of the World and The Express, Yoko Ono was expecting a baby. Meanwhile, in London on June 21st... Hello, this is Elton John in California with... Carl Wilson of the Beach Boys. Joe Walsh. Hi. Hi, we're the Eagles. And this is... Shaka Khan. Oh. These are some of my favorite American artists, and we're all playing at Wembley Stadium on Saturday, June the 21st. Elton John, the Beach Boys, the Eagles, Joe Walsh, Rufus, Stackridge, Wembley Stadium, Saturday, June 21st. Tickets 350 booked now. Ringo Starr and his girlfriend Nancy Andrews are to be found backstage enjoying the Beach Boys Elton John show at Wembley Stadium. Meanwhile, the next day, back in New York City this evening, the Rolling Stones brought their Tour of the Americas 75 to New York City's Madison Square Garden. Outside it was Woodstock, a flea market, and a county fair. The Rolling Stones were in town, their first tour in three, count them, three long, stoneless years. Inside it was Mick Jagger, gently lowered on a chromium lotus pedal just about an hour late. The 25-ton quarter of a million-dollar stage will be used in New York and in L.A., then Fini though the tour hits 58 concerts in 27 cities in North and South America. A million and a half people will see the Stones this summer. The tour will gross an approximate $12 million. The performers themselves, four full-time Rolling Stones plus Billy Preston, Holly Brown, and Ronnie Wood added on guitar, will split in the neighborhood of two million hard ones. A better neighborhood than the one I live in. John Lennon was reportedly to be hanging backstage along with Eric Clapton, but refused the Stones' offer to join them on stage for the encore song, Sympathy for the Devil.
In July, at John and Yoko's New York, Dakota apartment, John shaves off all of his hair. On July 7th, Ringo Starr turns 35. Oh, happy birthday, happy birthday, oh, happy birthday to Ringo Starr. To celebrate his birthday, the drummer for The Who, Keith Moon, arranges for a skywriter to write in the Los Angeles sky. Happy birthday, Ringo. Oh, happy birthday. Later in the evening, at the Beverly Wiltshire Hotel in Los Angeles, a birthday party is held for Ringo. Coming up in a moment, Wings announce a large-scale tour of the world. You know, just enjoy yourselves and... Uh... Dig the music. John inches closer to U.S. residency. And in my head, that's how I feel. I live here, and that's all there is to it. And George releases a new album. One of the guys who played bass on some of the tracks was just sitting with me as I was overdubbing something. And we were talking about something, I don't know. And he said, uh, texture, and I, at the same time, I said extra. And it was, that was it. It just became on those the flow, you know, the words, extra texture. Next on Yesterday and Today. For more information or to contact the show, visit yesterdayandtodaypodcast.wordpress.com or email at yesterdayandtodaypodcast at gmail.com. Also visit at YesterdayPod on Twitter and search Yesterday and Today Podcast on Facebook. See you next time. I'm Paul Kaminsky. I'm James Kaminsky. And I'm Wayne Kaminsky. And we bring you the Kaminsky family of podcasts, Yesterday and Today, and the Third Men podcast. You might know me from one of those dumb voices I do, or my dad (laughs) from his better show than ours. (laughs) Wow. And we're here to tell you about some cool merchandise you can pick up for the shows. As we mentioned in each episode, we do not in any way profit from these shows whatsoever, but to break even on some expenses, we have put up some cool merch that you can pick up to help support the show. Yes, some fun apparel, things you can put on yourself. Are we going to be selling Marks and Spence underwear? (laughs) Don't worry, we will. You can head to our social media pages. That's facebook.com slash yesterday and today podcast or facebook.com slash third men. Or you could head to society6.com slash Kaminsky family podcast. That's society, the number six dot com slash K-A-M-I-N-S-K-I family podcasts. Yeah, keep our lights on. I'm in the dark. Dad, any words of wisdom? Hello? The lights just went out. (laughs) Guys, we need your help. (laughs) Buy stuff. Perhaps a coffee mug that you can enjoy a beverage out of while listening to our shows. And if you haven't got yours, please send forth in and get a free one. All right. (laughs) Thank you, Dad. All right. We'll see you on the podcast, folks. Bye. It's audio. You can't see me.